Welcome to the For Your Soul Podcast, a podcast for your soul. Welcome to the For Your Soul Podcast, a podcast for your soul in which I try to equip the church with sound doctrine and biblical truth. My name is Milton Quintana, and thank you for joining me on today's episode. Today, I'm going to be covering the topic of revival, in which I'll be reading an excerpt from the book Why Revival Tarries by British evangelist Leonard Ravenhill. If you don't know who he is, I encourage you to check him out because he is someone who God has used tremendously, especially on stressing the need for revival in the church today. Now, what is revival? Here is a nice definition I got from the website godquestions.org. Revival, and I quote, Revival refers to a spiritual reawakening from the state of dormancy or stagnation in the life of a believer. It encompasses the surfacing, the res- it encompasses the resurfacing of a love for God, an appreciation for God's holiness, a passion for His Word and His church, a convicting awareness of personal and corporate sin, a spirit of humility, and a desire for repentance and growth in righteousness. Revival invigorates and sometimes deepens a believer's faith, opening his or her eyes to the truth in a fresh new way. It, it generally involves a connotation of a fresh start for a clean slate, marking a new beginning of a life lived in obedience to God. Revival breaks the charm and power of the world, which blinds the eyes of men and generates both the will and power to live in the world, but not of the world. End quote. Nice definition of revival. And moreover, when we think of revival, it has to do with the believer. Because a believer is somebody who has been born again by the grace of God, by the gospel. They've been regenerated by the Holy Spirit in which their hearts were awakened. And overall, they were able to, to, to come to a saving knowledge of faith in Christ and, and, and went about their lives serving Him. But over time, they would grow cold in their faith, such as they, spiritual, they, they grew into a state of spiritual complacency, which I had covered in a previous episode, where seeking God just becomes more of a chore, or they just don't bother seeking God at all. Their faith grows cold. And as a result, there is a need for revival in which God... He brings us back to him, or he reignites that fire that we once had. And in Leonard Ravenhill's book, he, I want to read to you six reasons as to why revival tarries in the church today. In other words, why isn't the church see, seeing revival? All right, so here are six reasons why. First, the answer is simple enough because if evangelism is so highly commercialized the ties of widows and the poor are spent in luxuring living by many evangelists the great crowds great lines of seekers great appreciation by the mayor etc are shouted to the high heaven all get publicity except the love offering the poor dupes who think they do god's service while all they are doing is keeping a big reputation small-hearted preacher in hollywood style Preachers who have homes and cottages by the lake, a boat on the lake, and a big bank balance still beg for more. With such extortioners and unjust men can God and trust Holy Ghost revival. These dear doll-like preacher boys no longer change their suits once a day, but two or three times a day. They preach, Je- they preach the Jesus of the stable, 
but themselves live in swank hotels. For their own lust, they bleed the audience financially in the name of the one who had to borrow a penny to illustrate a sermon. They wear expensive Hollywood suits in honor of the one who wore a peasant's robe. They feast on $3 steaks in remembrance of the one who fasted alone in the desert. Today, an evangelist not only is not only worthy of his hire, so he thinks, but of compound interest. How fearful will all this be in the judgment morning? Second reason, revival tarries because of the cheapening of the gospel. We now have church hymns played strictly to dance temple on our secret records and over the radio, as well as in the churches. We have the precious blood of Jesus set, set to boogie-woogie time. Imagine, we have the Holy Ghost syncopated. The platform has become a shop window to display our gifts, and the visiting team look like a mannequin parade. I would soon expect a frog to sit down and play Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, as to expect to see some of the slick preachers of this hour preach with an anointing that would cause godly fear among the people. The evangelists today are often prepared to be anything to anybody, as long as they can get somebody to the altar for something. They ghibli call out, Who wants help? Who wants more power? Who wants a closer walk with God? Such a sinning, repenting, easy believism dishonors the blood and prostitutes the altar. We must alter the altar, for the altar is a place to die on. Let those who will not pay this price leave it alone. Third reason, revival tarries because of carelessness. At the altar, too little time is spent with souls who come to do eternal business. The evangelist is happy seeing his friends, and while sinners groan at the altar, he is drinking in the rich cream of men's praises. Thus America and England are strong with spiritual derelicts, confused and confounded. Fourth reason, revival's tarries because of fear. As evangelists, we are light, tight-lipped about the spurious religions of the day, as if they were more than one name whereby men must be saved. But Acts 4 verse 12 is still in the scriptures. There is no... None other name under heaven. To the modern preacher, does that seem tangled with bigotry? Elijah mocked the prophets of Baal and sneered with the rise of scorn at their impotence. Better to run out in the dark as Gideon did and cut down the groves to false god than to do the will of God. To Christless cults and the de deity dishonoring mushroom religions of this man and our attempt the Lord God. Will no one sound the alarm? We are not Protestants anymore, just non-Catholics. Of what and of whom do we protest? Were we as half as hot as we think we are, and as half as powerful as we say we are? Our Christians would be baptized in blood, as well as in water and in fire. Wesley saw the doors of the English churches closed against him, and Rowland Hill says of him, he and his lay lovers, his ragged legion of preaching tinkers, scavengers, draymen, and chimney sweepers, etc., go forth to prison, poison the minds of men. What scurious language. But Wesley feared neither men nor devils. If Whitfield was burlesque in the English stage in a basis way, and if in the New Testament Christians were stoned and suffered every ignominy, how is it then, since sin and sinners have not changed, that we preachers no longer raise the wrath of hell? Why are we so Icily regular and so splendidly null. Can we have riots without revival? We can have riots without revival, but in the light of the Bible and church history, where can we 
have revi- can we have revival without riots? Fifth reason, revival tears because we lack urgency in prayer. A famed preacher entered a conference the other day with these words, I have come to this conference with a great burden for my prayer and heart. Will those who share this with me please raise their hands? Let none of us be hypocrites. There was a good response, but later in the week, when half a night of prayer was called, the big preacher went to bed. Not much of a hypocrite. Integrity has passed away. All superficial, the single biggest factor contributing to the delayed Holy Ghost revival is this omission of soul travail. We are substituting propaganda for propagation. How insane! The New Testament adds a valuable postscript concerning Elijah when James 5.17 says he prayed. Had it not been for that, we would have seized the Old Testament story and known in the mission of prayer have said Elijah prophesied. We have not resisted unto blood and prayer, nay, do we do not even get a sweat on our souls, as Luther put it. We pray with a take-it-or-leave-it attitude. We pray chance prayers. We offer that which costs us nothing. We have not even strong desire. We rather are fitful, moody, and spasmodic. The only power that God yields to is that of prayer. We can write about prayer power, but not fight while in prayer. A title undeniably true of the church today would be, We Wrestle Not. We will display our gifts, natural or spiritual. We will air our views, political or spiritual. We will preach a sermon or write a book to correct a brother in doctrine. But who will storm hell's stronghold? Who will say the devil nay? Who will deny himself good food or good company or good rest that hell may gaze upon him? Wrestling, embarrassing demons, liberating captives, depopulating hell and leaving in answer to his travail. A stream of blood-washed souls. And finally, the sixth reason, revival tarries because we steal the glory that belongs to God. Listen to this wonder. Jesus says, I receive not honor from men. And how ye can believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only. John 5 verse 41 and 44. Away with all fleshly backslapping and platform flattery. Away with this exalting of my pre- my radio program, my church, my book. Oh, the sickening parade of flesh in our pulpits. We are greatly privileged, etc. Spe- speakers who are really, who are there really by grace alone accept this. Nay, even expect it. The fact that we have listened to most of these men, we would not have known they were great if they had not been announced so. Poor God. He does not get much out of it at all. Then why doesn't God fulfill his blessed and yet awful promise and spew us out of his mouth? We have failed. We are filthy. We love men's praise. We seek our own. Oh God, lift us out of this rut and this rot. Bless us with breaking. Judgment must begin with us preachers. End quote. As you can see, based on what I just read, Leonard Ravenhill pulled no punches. Especially when it came to churches and preachers especially on the topic of revival because it is something that many of us may seek but yet we we do not see and it's because we we have not really been serious about revival we continue to 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 do things our way instead of god's way and overall we just grow cold and that's something that all of us need to consider right now if you're cold right now in your life if you're complacent we must Turn to God and repent. Seek Him, and you will find Him. And it, and, and it made the church also repent as well, because for many, 
for too long we have allowed man to take the glory from God. Everything's become so man-centered nowadays, hasn't it? Where the word is no longer preached, prayer is no longer a priority, and entertainment has taken foothold away with those things. Let us get back to the word of God. Let us get back to prayer. Let us get back to seeking God. And let's and and pray that God would bring revival. Especially in these times where the world is just so dark and corrupt with sin. The church needs revival like never before. That we would awaken from our spiritual slumber and be set on fire once more. That we would not only re- renew our commitment to God, but that we would renew our commitment to the Great Commission. That we recognize that, this world, that there is a world out there that is dying and lost and that the church is equipped by God to go forth and preach the gospel to all nations. Remember, my friends, there's no other saving message than the gospel because there is no other savior than Christ. So, my friends, don't let that pass you by. Let us repent. Let us get back to the word. And let us seek God again once more. Amen. Thank you for listening to the First Soul Podcast. For more information, you can follow me on, on social media as well as my YouTube channel where I upload every clip and podcast episode. And if you would like to support the For Your Soul Podcast, you can do so at anchor.fm slash soul slash support. It really helps the podcast with whatever donation you make. Another way you can help the podcast is give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts as well as anywhere else that offers reviews. Until next time, thank you for listening to the For Your Soul Podcast, a podcast for your soul.